Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, beautiful people? Thank you for tuning in into today's episode of Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. Um, so, what's on the topic for today? The topic for today is colorism. I think that's something you are interested in talking about. Colorism. Yeah, let's talk about colorism. Colorism is the discrimination based on skin color, also known as racism, colorism, or shadism, is a form of prejudice or discrimination in which people who are usually members of the same race are treated differently based on the social implications which come from the cultural meanings which are attached to skin color. Summarize that. What you mean, man? What you talking about? Basically, prejudice or discrimination against individuals with dark skin tones, typically among people of the same ethnic or racial groups. Meaning, hmm. um, meaning, there if there's like a light skinned person who's considered more beautiful because she seems um, because her skin is lighter than um, a darker-skinned person. What is the difference between racism and colorism? Racism is a social construct that can... Well, hold on. I have to think about that because I think it could be the same and I think it can be extremely different. The way it could be the same is racism is discrimination, colorism is discrimination, but racism is... A discrimination of all people of the same race, but colorism is discrimination between the same people in one race. So a a fair-skinned person, a darker-skinned person can display colorism within that race. Okay, yeah, makes sense. Did that make sense? No, it did, it did. I think that racism has a lot to do with a systematic design of making the world a specific place for those who are superior and designed to structure society so that those who are considered quote unquote the inferior or the minority, minority. do not have similar privileges. experiences and privileges or lifestyles as those who are considered to be superior Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and my thoughts on colorism is that it has the same ideals as racism but rather that it being a systematically designed structure of a society it is the discrimination or the belief that one skin tone versus another skin tone of a race a similar race is superior than the other. Yeah. Yeah. 
But it all leads back to colonialism. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much every thing that we deal with leads back to every negative thing that we deal with leads back to colonialism. Do you believe pre-colonial world or pre-colonialism that there was no such thing as racism and no such thing as colorism? I don't think there was a such thing as colorism, but I think racism was always there since. I don't believe that racism was there. You don't? I don't. Hmm. I really don't. Because I think that colonialism designed race. So the Romans never discriminated against any other race of people, let's say the Greeks or the Egyptians? They would discriminate, but they weren't in a position to systematically design the entire world to think that they were the number one. Rome did take over a lot of people. They took over, but did they believe that they were number one? They yeah. believed that they were one number one, but did other people know or see the Romans to be number one? I guess once you could have had once Mayans, they were colonized. <laughs> okay, I'm not, I'm not I'm saying, saying I'm not saying Romans colonized the world like recent Europeans did, but the parts parts that they did colonize, take over and ravage and rape and pillage, they considered themselves above the people that they colonized. I hear what you're Therefore, saying. Racism. But I don't believe you're hearing me because I said pre colonialism. Like before there was colonialism or the idea that At you can take period, over another space. Which period of colonialism are we are we talking about the most recent or are we talking about pre UK, United Kingdom, Queen of England, Spain, But was that colonialism or invasion? I think it was both. Okay. We talking about colorism. (laughs) (laughs) Are there any experiences that you have had with colorism? What are some stories? I never had any experiences with colorism. I've always kind of been like in between. I've known people who would, some of my old associates that I would hang out with, they would only pursue a certain demographic of woman because she was more fair-skinned and they considered the darker-complected women not to be attractive. You don't think that women may have pursued you because you're a dark-skinned man? Am I dark-skinned? More brown like in skin. Between. Okay, but that's a very colorist <laughs> statement, if you ask me. Is it? I mean, I'm not disrespecting anybody. I'm just saying I'm in between. Okay, so you're not dark. That, that's what I feel like. Colorism also makes you structure the levels of brown they are. Is that a bad thing? If, no, it's not a bad thing. But if we're all black, then why can't we just be all black? Why is there a distinction between all the different colors? Why do we have to be black? Why can't we just be brown people? Right, I didn't even say that, but I said, didn't I say, what did I say about your your complexion? I'm brown. Right, so what was wrong with that? Chocolate? No, nah, nothing's wrong with brown. It's just that the classifications that we use, we, we didn't invent. They were put upon us. We're saying the same thing. I don't know why you're trying to argue with me right no, now. I'm just saying <laughs> the, the classifications that we use. Us calling ourselves black. We we never called ourselves black until colonialism. Right, okay. So what I'm saying is, do you believe that 
women who have pursued you pursued you because you were of a certain complexion? Like if you were light skin, do you think you would have got more game than if you were your complexion? I don't know. I'm, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I never had any problems <laughs> with, <laughs> with women pursuing me. Right. <laughs> nah, it's just that's just jokes. But um, I'm more of on the outside looking, and and I see the effects that it has on people, especially um, the guy that says who he only pursues light skinned women or mm-hmm. f- fair skinned women. He it was dark skin and he said that if he were to pursue this woman that's the same complexion he doesn't want to have like a dark skin child which is to me is kind of like brainwashed in a sense it is because what was his mother looking like it's dark as him <laughs> so um i wanted you i wanted to bring up the fact that you had made a statement about colorism and racism being the same mm-hmm. do you believe that you were racially targeted when if a white woman may be afraid of you and they clutch your purse, is that a racial behavior that also has an attachment to colorism because you look the way that you do? Mm. Do you think that she would have behaved differently if you were a light-skinned black man? Maybe. 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 But I'm an African American male with long dreadlock hair. Um, just recently, walking up the stairs to um, from our apartment to mm-hmm. take out the garbage, a young, you know, Caucasian lady, like, just popped up from the the, the top of the steps, and I frightened her. Not purposely. Mm-hmm. I had my hood on. I had my hair out. I got bags in my hand, and she just hit the corner, just start screaming. Maybe. Why didn't you tell me the story. Cause it's, it wasn't <laughs> it's serious normal. to me. Yeah, it's normal. <laughs> like if, if I go on a if I go on an elevator, and a uh, a white woman is on there, of course she's going to clutch her purse. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's a race thing. I don't know if it's uh, um, because I'm a male. Maybe it's a defense mechanism for women because women women Mm -hmm. do get victimized in a sense. You know what I mean? But maybe it is racism. Maybe it is colorism. I'm not sure. Hmm. It could be a, a, a factor of many things. My personal stories and experiences with colorism have been quite dense because I also feel like it's, is it different? Well, I believe that darker black skinned women um, are very clear about being a target as Quick question. Do you think colorism affects women? more than it does men um i think equally it just depends on the circumstance Hmm. but in my experience i i can see myself as a black dark-skinned woman um having to be conscious of colorism 
earlier than I needed it to be. Hmm. Example. An example. Um, why are your hands and your toes so dark? Like you're, you're brown skin, but you have like dark spots on there. Mm. That's just nasty. So already having a connotation of me feeling like I have to apologize for the way that I look or like your lips are too dark or like you're actually pretty for a dark skin girl. That's a common one that you hear or, um, yeah, no, like, why is your hair so damn nappy? You know what I mean? Mm. Like only, only specific people have a certain texture of hair. So having that statement is like, okay, like, what are you insinuating? And is it to point out something that's to hurt my feelings or like, you know, like, what was that? What was that purpose? Hmm. And where did you learn to start distinguishing a person for how they were created? Like, where did that come from? So just having to question, like, is there something wrong with me? Like, what the, you know, what's wrong with my skin? Just questioning at a young age, like, what's wrong with who I am? Yeah. I think a lot of the media that we consume portrays that, you know. Mm -hmm. And when I was a kid watching cartoons... There were not really a lot of there people were, of our skin tone on cartoons. But when or, they had it, it was always a dark-skinned black male. Or it was just one or two. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or in magazines, I remember <clears throat> going to my cousin's house, and they had, like, teenage magazines for girls. And <laughs> there were never, never really any, like, dark-skinned women with, like, real, like, with their hair texture but if they were brown skin it would be laid uh, fried dyed laid to the side like the hair would be you know basically the same texture or uh, a curly silky type of hair you know I stopped buying magazines for that reason I used to be like an avid magazine buyer from the time I was like what 6 to 17 Mm -hmm. and at some point I'm like "What, what am I doing I don't even see myself in these things to the point where it's just like, okay, I'm flipping through pages waiting to see a, Ooh, a black person, number one. Do you one. think mm-hmm. the magazines were Instagram before Instagram? No, it's different. I think it's similar, but it's different in the fact that social media has provided it to be a space where regular people can be celebrities. That's only recently, though. Like in early Instagram days, there were only a few specific body types or a few specific um, skin types that were like promoted to the really that was shown to the forefront. Yeah, Hmm. not in my feed. Like I saw more regular people than I did influencers and celebrities. I'm I'm talking about on the lines of notoriety no people being more accepting mm. of 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 darker complexion oh i people. see what you mean okay you know i see a lot in my on my instagram feed i see a lot of um acceptance of african americans and, mm-hmm. and africans from the continent you know Showing their skin with pride, you know what I mean? Yes, like that really has been recent. Yes. Dark skin people, beautiful people, you know, male and female. I see what you're saying now. So, yes, I do believe that our social media today 
um, changed the game in magazines because magazines were like, oh shit, like people actually want to see this content. That's so because they would social media gave us the opportunity to create our own narrative. Yes, exactly. When we were kids back in the 90s, we didn't control the narrative. Mm-hmm. We didn't control magazines or television or movies. You know what I mean? Back in the 90s, early 2000s, all you seen were skinny white people, white women, white mm-hmm. men. There were only like one specific type, which led to a lot of people thinking, you know, white is right. Mm-hmm. And that's not only in the black community. That's within like places like India or the entire world, Asia. You know what I mean? Colorism is the little brother or the little sister of racism. It's basically from the same family, but I think it's, it's different. Yeah, I think it's birthed by racism. Yeah, I think it's a child of racism. I do believe that. Other races experience colorism where you have, you know, fair skin being what's accepted. Yeah. And then if you're anything else other than that, it's look unaccepted. At, look at Jamaica with um, skin bleaching or even in the continent or even in Asia. People bleach their skin in Asia to look pale because that's socially accepted up there. That's like the ideal uh, 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 thought of beauty. Now you see a shift, and I don't know if that's in the category of colorism or it's not even in the category of colorism, but there's going to be a new definition for people who are now starting to appear as black and purchase features that are of African... Women's like booties, features, breasts, and lips. Right, but they're like you know the whole. It's like there's also a reverse now of people appreciating those things I that were know. discriminated against, or is it fetishizing? Those? I think it's fetishizing it. I think it's fetishizing it. I think people want to look more exotic, like um, Paul Mooney say. People want to be black, but nobody wants to be niggas. You know what I mean? They want to take the good parts of the best parts so i can still have my long hair yeah but i have a butt and i have my cheeks and i have my lips but i have my straight nose still so that's not a problem (laughs) yeah they just want to look more exotic than anything else you know but you Mm. know let's focus on america real quick we all know how colorism started in america um uh tell me because during the slavery times um the darker complected African-Americans were considered, you know, field niggas. They had to be out in the fields. And the lighter skin um, um, African-Americans would would be the only ones who were allowed in the house and, you know, be butlers and cooks and all this other shit. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not for every slave plantation but it was like the majority and the lighter skinned people usually came from like um, a slave master who would take advantage of one of the slaves and they would have a baby and the baby would come out lighter complected and they would allow that baby in the house you know and 
400 years that created a lot of, you know, fair-skinned people. And um, the lighter-skinned African-Americans sometimes look down to, you know, the field African-Americans. And vice versa. I was about to say vice versa because you also get mad because it's like, well, you think you're better than me because you're in this position. So 400 years of that and then Jim Crow laws and people having signs, no niggas allowed in restaurants and uh, other establishments and only colors allowed. Colors were considered those light skinned people. You know, so colors were allowed to drink from certain water fountains while, you know, the darker complected people weren't even allowed to be in that area. I didn't know that was here. That's new to me. Like yeah. the fact that colored and th- there was colored, two different things. There was two different types. That's how it was in, in, in Southern Africa. Yeah. Where you, there were three categories of what you were. Yeah. You were the white, colored, or black. Yeah. And the Indians that were also partially black or Indian and white, what we consider Color. colored. And the mixed, like anyone that was mixed race this, is colored. It's yeah. a dash of that. So or like African colored. and white would be colored. Yeah. But I, I didn't, I had no idea that they did that yeah. here. I just thought it was colored meaning black Mm-mm. and then white. Colored means, you know, the mix between the two, mm. which led to a lot of things there. But at the same time that that ideal is still embedded in us today. You know what I mean? There were insurgents of people accepting who they are doing like the Black Panther era when I'm black and I'm proud, uh, power to the people era, you know, people accepting their natural hair and you had white skin, black, and all these other people like joining together, but it it seems like it has reverted to, in my personal opinion, it, it reverted to back to the slavery days. You know what I mean? With lights, lighter complected uh, blacks and darker complected blacks are becoming a little bit more divided. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. Um, Just thinking about the timeline that you share with colorism, knowing that even like the the most prestigious HBCU in Washington, D.C., having that separation of like just allowing and or doing the paper bag test. Yeah. So if you were of a certain complexion from paper bag up. Yeah you could have the education that you wanted and had a range of variety. But anyone that was my complexion or your complexion and darker would go to the teacher's college. So you could only be an educator. There was not much experience that you can do beyond that for a certain period of time. And I know that during that era, there could have been a lot of things that you had to do, like a paper bag test, to see like what level of importance you would be considered <laughs> in the world based off of what you look like. I think the whole thing is extremely foolish. Mm. It's foolish. It's, 
basically brainwashing. You know, the the colonizer doesn't have to um, oppress us anymore. You know, he, he done his job. It's like we're oppressing ourselves now. Hmm. You know, why are people not accepting their natural state of being? Like, I understand people are going to do what they want to do. I don't, I'm not shaming anyone, but... Why do you have to change your whole complexion with bleaching, you know, like they do in Jamaica or Nigeria or whatever? Like, why do you have to alter your face? Why do you, why do you have to get a skinnier nose? Or is, why yeah. do you have to, you know, sew in some... I'm not shaming anyone i'm just like why not accept who you are i i can see why you cannot accept who you are i think that things like racism and colorism can make you or break you mm-hmm. like it can either kill you or make you stronger and i think sometimes if it's killing you and not making you stronger it's because it's making you feel insecure about being, you know, a whole person. Like, I think that it builds a character that feels inadequate sometimes Hmm. where you always have to constantly prove yourself. This isn't the latter. Like, I feel like if you already know where you stand, you know, in racism and know your history, it's it's a little bit harder to feel insecure about that situation. But if you don't have a lot of resources in knowing your history or having an idea of where things stem from, you could probably question who you are and your importance to the world and feeling the in in feeling in that in <laughs> why can't this word come out? <laughs> feeling inadequate because of like just how this world is built. Like not only do you have to worry about racism, you also you also have to face colorism. Mm-hmm. Um, that brings me to why you think it's so important to address colorism. I think it's important because it divides us. Mm-hmm. Colorism divides us. You know what I mean? If I get pulled over by a cop, he want to see me as a black man. If a lighter complected person gets pulled over by the cop, he's going to see that person as, as a, a black, black man. Uh, you know what I mean? So it just divides us. You know, it's mm-hmm. like me thinking that my religious beliefs is better than yours because I believe in such and such, but you believe in such and such. We're still the same people, but it's, it's it's still I think it's I think a lot of what we practice today was seeded a long time ago to keep us divided between us within the United States and us outside of the United States talking about the the black and African diaspora. So do you believe that the person that's benefiting from colorism is our oppressor? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, look at Haiti and the Dominican Republic. They were, they're basically the same island. Their ancestors came from the same 
place. You know what I mean? Western kind Af- of, yeah. Western but. Africa. <laughs> the slaves that came from Western Africa who went to Haiti that was colonized by the France, uh, French. I don't know the exact history, but yeah, for but let's some not reason, forget the indigenous people as well. The, and the indigenous there. people, but for some reason, it was divided, and Haiti took back its independence. But they moved to the Dominican Republic, moved to the northern part of you know the island or the continent, whatever it's called, and they didn't want that part of the island to do what the lower part did take back its independence so they started with the influx of sending Europeans there to dilute the dilute the 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 the, the, the genetic gene pool of Africans you know what I mean and Haiti and the Dominican Republic has been at war for like Decades, years, centuries. You know what I mean? It's most. I think it's mostly Dominican Republic because a lot of Haitians try to seek refuge yeah. in Dominican Republic for opportunities. A lot of them did do that early on, had citizenship. So apparently something happened. Um, I don't know what politically happened, but they were sending people that were Haitian but had lived in Dominican Republic for years. Speak, back speaking to Spanish Haiti. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's weird because a lot of the people in Dominican Republic don't claim the identity of black. They don't. I've I've met a lot of Dominicans. Say I'm Dominican. I'm not black. Mm-hmm. But what's your ancestry? Dominican. Get out of here. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's it's. I've met Dominicans who are the same complexion as me. They just speak Spanish, but they don't can't claim like, you know, their African heritage or a piece of their African heritage. But when they do, like Cardi B does, then they claim to not be black. Hmm. Yeah, it's 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 just interesting. It's a lot of us has been have been brainwashed to believe that darker complected people. Are not to be desired. Look at the word black in the dictionary. What does it say? I never looked Detest, at the word. <laughs> dirty. All types of negative terminology. Does it really? I've never looked up the word black to yeah, be honest look it up. in the dictionary. It's 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 extremely the opposite of who we are as a it's people. It's the darkest color, the result of absence or complete absorption of visible light. It is an achromatic color, a color without hue, like white and gray. It is often used symbolically or figuratively to represent darkness. Interesting. All I heard was dark, dark, dark. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that was the um, the one I was looking at. Mm, the one I was looking at was said that said it was like dirty or, you know, evil or whatever. Just things that are not positive things and completely the opposite positive. of our blackness. You know what I mean? Anyway, babes, um, how does colorism manifest in media predominantly by people of color? How does it manifest in media? Mm-hmm. <sighs> colorism, hip hop, music videos, and songs. When I think of colorism, I think of the negative stereotypes. Well, colorism in media, I think of the negative stereotypes that 
are put out there to the public. Like, thug number two is usually a black man, <laughs> or if, if if a black man is in a specific movie, he has to be the comedic relief, or he has to be ghetto, or he has to be, you know, some obscene stereotype that quantifies all blackness across the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is sad, because... Often when I feel like people are like, well, he's quieter, like, you know, just describing a black man is like, what do you expect him to be? Do you mm-hmm. expect him to be a funny? Do you expect him to be like, you know what I mean? Like your stereotypical um, assumption of what a black man is supposed to be no. based off of what you saw on TV. Like we're all different, you know, just as as much as white males and females are different and mm-hmm. other cultures have different characteristics and personalities but when it comes to a black male or black female it's like oh i thought you would have been this but that's what happens when we don't control the narrative yeah you know or when we watch the news um for example um not freddie gray um what's the last one who got why are you saying that? My bad. I'm no, it's fine. Tipsy. I'm just la- I'm laughing because it's like, it's so sad that we still have so many. We become numb to it. Brothers George and Floyd. Ladies. George yeah. Floyd was brutally murdered on social media by a white cop, right? Suffocated, knee on his neck, mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. And the media pulled up all the dirt on George Floyd. Like, every negative thing that he could have done in his they whole life. They pull it out. But don't they, they do it every it time? Every up. time they try to find something shady. Now, when these white people run up and and, and take over um, the whatchamacallit, what's it called? YouTube busy porn. These white people run up there and take over I need your help my baby. Spit it out. Okay. I can't I can't think of the word. Describe it cuz it always comes out when you describe. What just happened? George Floyd? No, these white people run up and and take over the shit. Oh, the insurrection. No. <laughs> <laughs> Capitol Hill? Yeah, these white people run up and take over the Capitol, right? (laughs) This white lady who was a veteran run up and run up on the Capitol and tries to jump through a window and got blasted by one of the Secret Service people. And they were speaking about how she was... And they were... Everything positive. She was a hero. She was this. She was that. She was, you know, a fucking... She was a fucking saint. A veteran. A veteran. You know what I mean? And those motherfuckers... If those people went up there and basically committed treason... Treason on the United States. And they still painted her... As if she was a saint. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But what I'm trying to explain is that this happens on the daily. And they embedded those those ideals about light skin, dark skin, black, white. 
into our heads to the point that we start to bleed that shit ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I seen this commercial. Um, I think it's a Japanese commercial um, about a washing machine or whatever. And it was a black man there. Mm-hmm. And this Japanese lady was like, oh, he's so dirty. Woo, 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 woo. Put him in a washing oh machine. Oh, my God. No, she did Washed, washed the dude, and he pops out a little Asian man. <laughs> and this is what they portray in the media all over the world. Wow. And we wonder why, subconsciously, why we're we're divided, why we're so fucked up. It's yeah. because we don't control the narrative. We're conditioned to believe what the agenda is or what exactly. the discussion or Through topic propaganda. or Through feeling is towards absolutely people. absolutely so what are some examples of colorism in social media in social media yeah um you ever heard of van life no um it's when these people build out these vans like little tiny houses right mm-hmm. and they basically just go and travel the world mm-hmm and um, every time you look up hashtag van life, you see a pretty skinny light, white girl mm. and a white dude with the um, sun setting in the background and the, and the trunk is up and they're looking out and they're in their bikinis and shit like that. And um, that's basically like the, the template of what van life is. But I follow these people called novel culture, you know, like african-american people who Mm. pursue this van life thing and you usually don't see a lot of black people that pop up in the hashtag van life as if you know interesting so they created their own narrative huh yeah and it's i think social media does the same thing uh, TV media does through algorithms and pushing black and African American people to the bottom. But yeah, go ahead. How about you? What you think about it? Yellow bonus, what he wants, what <laughs> he wants. So I saw that on social media a couple of weeks ago, and. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce the name correctly because, you know, I'm old, so I don't know who's out and who's popping lately. But Danny Lee, um, who's the baby's current girlfriend, put out a song called Yellow Bone is What He Wants. Hmm. And this was just very interesting that she came up with a song like this very recently after he had broken up with his dark-skinned girlfriend. And the song was talking about how, you know, he loves Yellowbone. Hmm. Couple so, months before, couple weeks before Black History Month. <laughs> Somebody and several other people commented and called her out on her saying something like Yellowbone is what he wants. Um, because being conscious of the fact that the baby is dark skin, his baby mama's dark skin, their children are dark skin or child. And to put out something like that, that's kind of comparing a skin tone based off of another one. And a lot of people came up to her defense saying that, uh, what's the difference between that and the song Brown Skin Girl or Brown Skin by Ndiaye? Because people are stupid. <laughs> or 
you know, like she came up and saying, you know, I can't do anything right. You know, y'all always hating and this is a song for me and my man, whatever. Only the only person that can judge me is God. So not being sympathetic towards the, the fact that people were like, all right, you can't say stuff like that. After a while, you know, I guess the song wasn't making the money that she anticipated it to make. Because it's a dumbass song. Um, she came up with an apology saying, you know, like, I have black friends. I have a black man. So there's no way you know that I could be. You know what that sounds like? <laughs> that sounds like when a white person says, I'm not racist. I got I've a got black, black friend. I've got black friends. Yeah, yeah, it's the same shit. But um, I thought that she was, you know, a sister. I thought she was black. But apparently, you know, the whole controversy surrounding Dominicans and if they're black and whatever. But looking at her parents, she is, doesn't look like she has a lot of African ancestry in her. Is she Dominican? From Dominican Republic. She is. Or, I don't know where this lady is. She's from the Caribbean somewhere where they, they can, the same way that Cardi B is black, she's black, apparently. Oh. You see what I mean? Yeah. So there's some African ancestry somewhere, but when it's time to really be black, they're not showing up. She probably got like a great grandmother somewhere. Great, 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 probably. Yeah, great, great, great so because somewhere. There was a post during Black Lives Matter, and she says, I'm not black, but I support the black struggle. Oh, she said, she so came she out to say that. Herself. So she could have African ancestry in her, but she claims to not be black. People are stupid. Right, okay, so. The fact that she's saying she's not black, but she's singing a song about being yellow bone, but also wears makeup and enhances her lips to look black. Mm. That's that's a it's a no for me. Did she enhance her um, body as well? Everything is enhanced. No, because the photos that I've seen of her before, while I was trying to research about this song, <laughs> completely different from what everyone wants to be black, to be. but nobody wants to be a nigga. Anyhow, um, so listening to that song, um, I'm not surprised. Like, people get so angry and surprised, like, oh, you know, like. But if you look at how our lives are structures, it's like, yeah, of course someone would sing a song like that. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they're singing and coming out about it is the fact that, you know, the only difference is she's more honest than people actually want to be. I think. American culture right now, black is trendy. Mm -hmm. And it's been like that for the last five to ten years. I think, yeah. Being black is trendy. My old neighborhood where I used to grow up, um, my neighbors were Mexican, right? Kids um, think I was in college and they were just going into high school. Mm -hmm. And they would say the N-word a lot. Really? To you? No, not to me, to each other. Oh, I see. I was about yeah. to say to you. <laughs> to each other, like, nah, nigga this, nah, nigga that. Da, yeah. da, 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 da. And they just, in like mid-conversation, like, you know, like it's normalized. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's like they adopted it as the their culture. Yeah. It's a tough one for me. It's a tough one for me for people that are Mexican. Not to say that they can claim that word, but it's like... But it's hard That's to tough. say because it was black slaves in Mexico, too. And they I'm saying like some of them are black, like some yeah. of them could be black. So I'm just not I'm not going to knock off like but them at the same time. It's just my whole point is like being black is is the trend. Like it's it's the trend. This, this I hear what you're happening. saying. It's the trend. And it's been it's actually been the trend for longer than we want to acknowledge. 
But the fact that it's openly a trend, because you could have so many different kids listening to hip hop, even though their parents don't want them to listen mm-hmm. to that song. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they haven't outgrown it because you still have people that were in high school in the 80s when hip hop and drugs and things were the bad things that were going to influence the children from not being good in education, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And you still have those kids embracing and loving the fact that they had Notorious B.I.G. and Tupac to look up to. Mm-hmm. That's on some people's playlists for, for, for life. You yeah. Know? But, um, yeah, going back to the song, I just feel like colorism and social media is now no longer hidden. You can tell the people that are for or against colorism mm. very blatantly. Like you've seen it in like with athletes' preference for once they reach a certain tax bracket or, or yeah. a certain economical. Or even Joe Budden's ex-fiance got in trouble with saying something pretty similar along mm-hmm. those lines. But it's like goes to show like the type of woman that you're dating. They're always mm. going to be the same. Mm. It's always going to be the same people that think, oh, you know, like, he loves me for my But why does somebody have to consider themselves better just because they're different, a different complexion? Like, how does that... We're conditioned to think that way. It's it's stupid. Like, the the whole thing to me is extremely stupid. It is. I think people have preferences, which I don't knock at all. Yeah, preferences is not bad. But once you use that preference in order to like degrade or determine who your yeah, partner is going to be, it's 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 extremely stupid to me. So how do you think we can begin to heal from and eradicate colorism? <laughs> Colorism will be eradicated when racism is eradicated. Mm. That's how, like, unrealistic I think it is at this point. Mm. But I think the same time that it will take for racism to be eradicated would be just as an equal (laughs) um, point in time when colorism can be eradicated. So how do we get rid of racism? How do we get rid of racism? Mm Mm-hmm. Stop sweeping things under the rug. Us or them? I'm talking about everybody. Uh Don't pretend like you're not a racist. Don't pretend like you don't see racism. Don't pretend like racism doesn't exist when it does. And I'm saying that to say, like, okay, for me as a black woman, I can't go to work and code switch Mm. if racism is eradicated. Mm. Because if we're all acknowledgeable of our cultures, if we're all acknowledgeable about who we are and how we come into this world, we shouldn't have to apologize for that. Yeah. And I think the moment where we stop apologizing for who we are as people is when we can eradicate certain isms in society. How about yourself? What do you think about that? I think people should take accountability and call people out on their bullshit at the same time like but I, we call out like there are so many calling yeah, outs call it call people out on their bullshit yeah. and those people should take accountability on what they do mm-hmm. you know what I mean about 
maybe being a racist or being silent when racism is happening you know when when you're silent about racism that's just as bad as being a racist itself yeah. you know I what also, I mean I also look but at it yeah sorry it's people need we need to contr- take control over our narrative mm-hmm. be comfortable with ourselves um become more organized and knowledgeable on the type of things that we want to achieve in order to be in a better position to fight racism. You know what I mean? We're too divided, just like colorism. We're we're divided. You know what I mean? You got Christians, you got Muslims, you got Moors, you got... Hebrews, you got hoteps, you got all these different <laughs> everybody sectors of but blacks not being divided. Yes, but the differences of who we are as black people, I think all races have different types of people, so it's difficult for us to come together. I think, and even if we were to come together, we can't degrade or like yeah not be conscious of other people's opinion because they're different type of black people. I think everybody should have a seat at the table as black people. Just like the topic that we were talking about last. Yeah. You know, the each what is it called? I keep forgetting it down. Ethnocentrism. Ethnocentrism within Exactly. Our just country. to be open of all the different types of cultures within blackness. Yeah. To be familiar with one another. But I think it also has a lot to do with education. I think that racism will always be prominent Unless we are open to telling the true story of how the world became. Yeah. 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 Anyway, is there anything else you want to say? That's all I got in the tank. <laughs> okay. That was nice. I want to finish watching the show we was watching for yeah. a little bit. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in into this last episode of Creative Habits Podcast. Podcast. We really appreciate it. And here is your quote of the day. What's up, beautiful people? Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Creative Habits Podcast. Here is your quote of the day. Great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. Eleanor Roosevelt. Peace.